Hey guys, this is Fallon Vendetta, and you are listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. podcast it's been about a month since i released something um so i'm glad to finally put up a new episode for you guys to listen to um there's been there's just been a lot of stuff going on lately and you know there is some good stuff coming up um but uh things are just kind of getting pushed back uh not how i originally planned but uh things are gonna finally come into place Um, and I'll explain kind of more about what's going on with that after the main focus of uh, the episode today Uh, and I'll probably just talk about that later on like at the very end of the podcast after the interview is over Um, but you know this is a great episode to have lined up for you Uh, I have Fallon Vendetta who is a special effects artist and uh an actress who's been in the horror genre and is currently working within the horror genre. She comes on the show today to talk about the horror genre and a couple of films that she's currently working on, including Shark Exorcist 2, that uh, I am a, a proud executive producer of that film. So excited to uh, have her on to talk about that project and uh, and many more, including Hey Ride to Hell, that uh, we later on in the episode we'll be talking about so i'll just leave it at that and uh just very quick before uh we get into the episode i wanted to mention uh there is a another horror convention in the quad city areas that'll be happening uh may 13th and 14th it's midwest monster fest presents halfway to halloween convention It'll take place at the Rock Island County Fairgrounds in East Moline, Illinois. Uh, it's going to be an awesome mini convention uh, with a lot of guests, actually. So I don't really consider this a mini convention, but uh, it's it's going to be fun either way. Um, just a couple of guests are going to be Eugene Clark, who played in George Romero's Land of the Dead, Douglas Tate, 
who played uh, Michael Myers in, uh, I think, some of the stunts in Halloween Kills, and then also uh, played Jason Voorhees in Freddy uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, I think he just he does a lot of stunt work, so he doesn't play like you know them throughout the whole film, but he plays them in certain scenes of the film. So it's gonna be really cool to to uh, see him there, and then also uh, Daniel Pessina, who played uh, multiple characters in the original Mortal Kombat video game. Uh, he played Scorpion, Sub Zero. Johnny Cage, Reptile, and several others. So it's going to be cool to see uh, someone from Mortal Kombat be there. And uh, as well as Eileen Dietz, who played Pazuzu in the original Exorcist film. She's going to be there. As well as Damian Maffei and Terry Partaika from Haunt. They both will be there as well. So it's going to be uh, a rather kick-ass convention uh, that'll be happening May 13th and 14th at the East Moline, uh, Illinois, <laughs> Rock Island County Fairgrounds. So be there. Hope to see you all there. And uh, real quick, before we dive right into the episode, um, I want to mention that I originally was going to air this in February for Women in Horror Month, um, but a lot of stuff came up and uh, even uh, several interviews got pushed back. So, uh, things did not go as planned this February. I am really sorry about that and, uh, hope you can forgive me. But, uh, you know, so we do talk about Women in Horror Month. I know this isn't Women in Horror Month anymore, but we do talk about that since, uh, you know, we did actually, uh, have the conversation in February. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, about two months too late but uh better late than never right so uh that's just a, a quick little thing i want to throw in there that you know we do talk about women in horror month so without further ado let's just uh, get right into the episode where i talk to fallon vendetta Hello everybody, you're listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and today's guest is an actress, producer, special effects and makeup artist, and also a model. Uh, Fallon Maressa is here on the show. Hello, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. How, how are you doing? I'm just swell, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I introduced you as Fallon Maressa, but would you rather uh, me call you Fallon Vendetta? It doesn't matter. Here's the weird thing about um, the internet. So the Fallon Vendetta thing was kind of a joke and it took on its whole own alter ego and ended up on the cover of this tattoo magazine and then Google just put us together. So we are, we are the same person. It's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Totally fine. So, so you've acted in like uh, at least 25 films and you've done special effects in five films which is awesome I've done special effects in so many movies oh. I don't know it's funny because um, you know like IMDB and whatnot will only show like handfuls of things um, but special effects like has kind of become my kind of my go-to which is nice i mean if i if i don't feel like acting or if i just want a different creative outlet um yeah like i actually 
right now I'm just wrapping out on a project called Hayride to Hell, which is super fun. It's directed by Dan Lance. Um, and we have some of the horror greats in there. There's um, Kane Hodder and Bill Mosley. Um, and I was key makeup and effects on that project. So it's it's nice to have a break from acting. I won't. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. Like Bill's mo- mo- Bill Mosley and Kane Hodder are, you know, some of the great, uh, I don't know, horror icons of, of today. So uh, that's very cool to hear that you're uh, doing special effects on uh, Hayride to Hell. It sounds interesting. It should be a fun project. There's definitely some humor in there, but I will say that the teaser, I was so pleasantly surprised. It's such a, like, I don't know. It's going to be a fun project. I'm excited for people to see it. <laughs> for sure. Um, is that something that uh, we could possibly see, like a trailer or uh like the film actually being released this year or what's the plans like for that it's one? It's going to be released pretty soon actually. So I, there's talks about the fall. It's already up for distribution. So there is, there is some fast movement on this one for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to check that one out. Um, so, uh, I, I guess, uh, maybe to, to dive more into like the horror genre, I wanted to ask you if you can recall what first got you into the horror genre? Oh, man, I guess everybody says that like they have weird parents or whatever, but my parents <laughs> were super cool. Um, <laughs> my mom had a performing arts center and, you know, like mainly dance and whatnot. And my dad, my dad was like, I joke around and call him kind of Austin Power sometimes because he was like the international man of mystery. Um, and he was in, he was in the music <laughs> industry. So like, there was a lot of there was a lot of mystery to my dad, but my dad definitely liked, um, you know, Halloween and all things horror related. And my mom loved Halloween as well, so we kind of celebrated that, you know, big. It was a go big or go home kind of thing, and um, we we had this. So I went to Catholic school, and it was funny because um, we had this like haunted trail, which kind of went against pretty much everything that they stood for but they (laughs) they had this haunted trail Mm. and I loved going and I loved being a part of it and my dad um got involved with that and then from there I really liked going to haunted attractions like I loved hayrides and I loved haunted houses and um I remember there was one that I went to and this girl let out the craziest scream I'd ever heard in my life and I was like she's badass that girl's awesome I'm doing this <laughs> so as soon as I was old enough to mess around in haunted houses that's what I was doing so that definitely nice. that and my my grandfather I would sit with him a lot um and I loved black and white tv as a kid so you know I'd watch like the Munsters and the Adams Family and um he loved Alfred Hitchcock so I had a lot of fun with that too. And I think that's kind of like, I think that's what started it all. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, you know, what, what's your favorite universal monster, or universal monster? Film? Um, I'd have to say Bella Lugosi, Dracula, hands down. I, I can't tell you how many times I was Dracula as a kid. It was like every Halloween I had to be a vampire. I had to like try to emulate that in some form. It was kind of pathetic. Like, there's so many other things that I could be, but that's just what I wanted to be every time. So, <laughs> I, I think it's like all kids kind of have to 
pick at least one of the monsters, right? Like, I remember being Dracula for at least one of those years, being a kid. Um, it's just, I don't know, it, it's one of those things. And I think, like, even, like, I don't know, our age group, like, back in, like, I don't know, like, I guess, like, or at least for me, like, the 90s, there was almost, like, a little resurgence of Universal Monsters, oh, totally. like, to be, like, in like Burger King Kids Club and then right. like the VHS line kind of came along and it just kind of seemed like you know Universal Monsters were everywhere and I think like you know they were even on TV back then no, so they were like, and then you know it's interesting because yeah. around like when I was a kid too I loved this movie uh, Lady in White and I remember I would obsess over watching that and it seemed like if I would talk about it nobody knew what I was talking about so I was just like oh, okay um well, let's we'll go back to Dracula because people know what I'm talking about then. So <laughs> it was right, a better right. lead into conversations as a kid, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then uh, I mean, like for me, like I think it's it's kind of funny. Like I would be like Dracula, and I think like the next year I was like Batman or something. So it's kind of funny that tr- I'm like transitioning away from like you know he's still a bat i guess like it kind of ties in with the vampire thing and (laughs) in all fairness i mean we kind of did have some of the best in my opinion some of the best batman movies so oh yeah i I don't burton's uh batman films are definitely still my favorite compared to that penguin i'm sorry never nobody will compare to penguin (laughs) no no danny devito is penguin to me Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, with this being Women in Horror Month, uh, who are some women in horror that you think should be recognized? And are there any horror films that have great portrayals of women in horror? This, to me, is like the absolute hardest question that you could ask. And I'm <laughs> going to suck at this question, which is so unfair because there are so many absolutely brilliant um, women involved in the horror industry. And I think a lot of those people, a lot of those women also segue into, um, you know, doing a lot in the comedy industry as well. I feel like a lot of that kind of goes hand in hand because they're, they're both like the extremes, but the talent, I mean, I, I was kind of spoiled with a lot of the, the horror conventions and whatnot and getting to meet some really, really great people and work with some really great people. Like, uh, Felissa Rose, who is in Sleepaway Camp. I mean, she's that woman is such a sweetheart, and she has like the most diehard fans, and she goes to all of these these conventions to meet these people, and like she's such a giving, talented person. Um, so I really, I really look up to her a lot. And um, one of my good friends, uh, Catherine, uh, was in Terrifier she's she's kind of just getting out um and doing more conventions and whatnot now but she's so so brilliant um and talented as far as you know not just an actress but she's a really really talented producer and she's very heavily involved in the entertainment industry she's just an absolutely incredible person but there are definitely um god there's so many there literally are so many people and it's so much more i mean it's prevalent now you look at people like what is anna biller she did i guess love which isn't technically horror but like this woman went and wrote and directed and edited i mean she did everything completely on her own you know Mm -hmm. so like and then god what even mary heron was 
uh, directed American Psycho. Like, there's so many. I, there's so many that I just feel like I can't even. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know where to start. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why, like, I like to ask um, pretty much like all the guests this month. Pretty much the same question because everyone no, comes up with. that was a cool with... thing too because in like connecting um, to do this with you, you know, I've actually gotten to meet. Uh, I've been able to talk to other women that you have had as guests or upcoming guests like we've all kind of connected so it's like a mm-hmm. nice little network you know right yeah yeah i uh and you know uh i guess like with through uh nancy who i had on uh the show at the beginning of the month um i was kind of like oh like i'm running out of like ideas and i asked her like you know do you know anybody that would maybe want to you know do uh, an episode this month and then she uh reached out to monique parent and uh so you know through nancy i was able to talk to monique parent and she's going to be on uh later this month actually so i'm pretty excited for that one too <laughs> so yeah it's, it's it's been pretty cool just being able to uh, uh connect with uh just people in in the horror genre in uh and you know with this being women in horror month been able to talk to women in horror and uh it's it's just been an awesome experience just being able to uh, connect with you know people within the horror genre that i haven't really been able to uh connect with yet or you know being able no, to it's such, a, yeah. it's such a great group i feel like too because there is obviously you know like a common tie between everyone but everyone is so completely different than you'd expect and i feel like a lot of people from an outside perspective if you look at the horror genre like I don't know if there's like a stigma about people in horror or whatnot, but it's so not true. Like it's such a diverse group of people with different hobbies and interests. And like, they're the most fun and the most creative people that I've ever met in my life. So it's like, it's the only thing I've really ever wanted to be a part of. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's always just kind of been like, a, uh, kind of like uh back in the day how like you know rock and roll is the devil's music and they always looked at you differently if you listen to rock and roll well it kind of seems like the same thing is going on with the horror genre in a way like you always kind of get people that look down on you or uh i don't know just kind of get like different vibes from people and it's like dude i'm I'm probably more normal than half the people that look at me dirty or look at me like (laughs) (laughs) you know I mean, yes, I do have a casket in my basement, but that's, that's <laughs> you know, it's whatever. It's a prop, but it's very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never sat in a casket. Is it actually comfortable? I mean, this one is. Some of them, not so much. And I did have one actually get stuck shut on me one time, and I did not enjoy that. So oh, wow. don't, I, I wouldn't recommend that if you're claustrophobic. Because <laughs> you have to have someone open it, right? Yeah, there's like a latch. And I guess whatever the latch that was there, like, really, like, it must have been rusted somehow. So the little, like, lever didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a good time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, out of, like, you know, I've watched, like, so many horror films and, you know, read so many books and and, and audio books and whatever. But one of my, like, biggest fears is being buried alive. You know, I the same thing. I, like, so it's kind of nerdy, but I like... Um, the bells that they used to put on people's toes, um, you know, in funeral. Oh, right. So when people would wake up and I have this, 
I found this bell that I have on my basement door because it reminds me of the sound of one of them, but I have the most irrational fear of being buried alive. And I have the most irrational fear of like, I was like, well, maybe I should be cremated then. But I feel like I'm going to wake up and I'm just, yeah, that's my... <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, good. Or everyone's going to think I'm dead and I'm really not. I'm just trapped in there. I don't want that to happen. Right. That's like yeah, we're I'm right there with you. Like, I hate it. <laughs> right. That's like, like lately I've just been contemplating on like, you know, <laughs> like, I, you know, hopefully it won't be for a long time. But like, it's like, I think I might want to be cremated because I'm just terrified of the fact that I might there's a you know, chance I might get buried alive. I was like listening to this thing today too about all of these people that are paying to be like frozen after they're dead in the hopes that they can be brought back. Or like, what if you're in some weird suspended state while you're frozen that people don't know about? I'm not doing that. No freaking uh, way. It's like no. some Walt Disney stuff. Or, uh, <laughs> I hate it. Um, I always think of like Demolition Man with uh, Stallone and... Uh, Wesley Snipes it was one of those futuristic movies and they were cryogenically frozen and then uh, you know <laughs> unfrozen in time and then it's like you know I don't know how long it was like Look, things 30 are years now or so. right you know what I mean we're in like a weird things are very strange so the last thing that I want is to be frozen now and wake up like <laughs> an even weirder no I'm good I'm, I'm okay <laughs> right <laughs> You know, so so you're a special effects and, and makeup artist, aside from like the modeling and acting that you do. Um, was there a particular movie that made you want to do makeup and effects, or you know what uh, what okay, made you so want to get? I'm going to tell you how I like fell into um, effects. So I I basically um, I was working on a film with Brandon Brooks. And I had done like some other little stuff here and there. Um, and I had always done like, you know, makeup for, for haunts. And um, I started with my mom with that performing arts center, you know, I was doing like different regular makeup looks for that, which was always kind of boring to me, but you know, we, we made it fun sometimes, I guess. <laughs> um, but so this project with Brandon um, was kind of like, it was a labor of love, truly. I mean, anything that could go wrong absolutely went wrong on this project and I remember at the time um you know we didn't I guess like something hadn't cleared with SAG I'm not sure what it was at the time but one of the one of the ways around that I guess to film at that time was for me to be a producer and I was like you know what I think I'm actually like I think I'm okay at this I think this is this is going to pan out so um it ended up being a lot of fun and in the same right there were some special effects that needed to happen and they just weren't being executed the way that we wanted them to um pun intended <laughs> and then i was like i'm gonna take a stab at this damn these puns and i'm not i don't not even trying <laughs> um, so um there were a couple deaths that happened and i was like i'm just gonna do this i'm just gonna go old school like we'll we'll do like a trauma kind of like really practical like cotton balls latex whatever we have to do and they came out pretty decent so i was like this is this is great like i am actually i'm actually enjoying this and that kind of just like segued into doing a ton of other projects um and then you know working with with different 
you know, haunts and whatnot. And they kind of just came back full circle. And then I started doing some really cool stuff with it too. Like I always wanted to be a forensic pathologist, but 12 years of med school was just not in the cards for me. Um, but I was able to do some pretty neat things. Like I worked doing some forensic modeling, um, uh, with like this independent company and, um, they would have to kind of take measurements of, you know, things in, in, let's say like the vehicle, if somebody had passed away that matched a specification such as myself. So we were like the same, uh, you know, build basically. Mm-hmm. So we would go through and we would do all that. And then I got to kind of help as basically a forensic assistant, um, you know, setting up splatter patterns and all of this really cool stuff. And then through that, I was able to start doing mass casualty training. So, um, some friends of mine that, you know, worked as, um, paramedics and whatnot, they would set up these mass scale events to train, um, you know, workers Mm -hmm. in how to respond to these emergencies. So, we would have to go in and we would have a list of say, you know, if it was an explosion, um, the last one that I did, it's been a while now cause I haven't had time unfortunately, but we did an explosion in a school and we had, you know, victims that we had to match these injuries specifically what it would be like. So these people could respond and treat it accordingly. Like they would in an actual trauma situation. So it's pretty neat because I've had to like really learn anatomy and, um, you know, what, what would be, I guess, passable, <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what would be anatomically correct or correct for the situation, which right. is neat. You have to do it. A lot of these, you know, credit, sometimes we do get budgets, which is great, but let's being realistic here. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the projects that I actually, I love doing are, independent horror projects and there typically aren't huge budgets on that so you really have to learn to work with um you know kind of kind of minimal supplies and that forces you to kind of go that old school way to think out of the box a lot of the times you know right right it's like you know the the producers or directors or you know the the crew it's like okay we got x amount of you know blood and prosthetics and all this and it's like be creative with that (laughs) yeah just make it work (laughs) and i think like sometimes i mean it's tempting to just say like okay throw blood on it (laughs) and um just throw blood on it but (laughs) you know like over the past like this movie that we just did um for hayride to hell like you know it's it there were certain instances where we were still shooting outside now mind you this is supposed to be um you know like typical hayride season halloween season um so it'd be a little chilly but there were nights that we because of how um you know filming had shifted we had to shoot outside and it was like 23 degrees so you have to make sure that obviously things aren't going to freeze and we are moving quickly and efficiently and you just gotta kind of you gotta work with what you got (laughs) right 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 and certain, I mean, we, you know, I think as effects artists too, you have big hopes and you, you're like, oh, I want to use this prosthetic or this silicone or this epoxy or, you know, and things don't always cure correctly in certain temperatures and certain times when you're in that type of environment. So we just kind of did a whole lot of um, 
smiling, nodding, and working with it, and we just figured it out as we went along. So <laughs> sure. it's a fun process for sure. Yeah, um, you know, speaking of like you know just the temperature just being so cold and doing special effects in colder temperatures. Um, I I talked about a movie called Chill Factor last year, and uh, from there, um, because that film is kind of like uh, the Evil Dead taking place in the winter time, uh, in up in uh, Wisconsin somewhere, and they actually filmed during like the dead of winter in Wisconsin, and it's just you know blizzard temperatures, and they still did like effects outside in in the weather in uh crazy and awesome and i love it and i need to see it (laughs) yeah it's it's um you know like it's not like a very gory film like you know when you think of like evil dead but like you know there's possessed spirits and and stuff like that that you know like there's things that do make it seem like it's like an evil dead film but uh you know the effects there's not that many but what you do see is just freaking awesome and uh, I actually had been in contact with one of the special effects artists for that movie. And I'm going to try to get him on the show, actually. I've never s- announced that or anything. But um, I- I've been in talks with him. And uh, he's actually worked on, like, Army of Darkness and uh, another film called Trapped Alive that was under the same, I guess, like, crew and company as uh, the Chill Factor film. So... You know, I'm pretty anxious to talk to him about, um, you know, because they had to use like certain effects in the winter time to be right, able to make right. it seem like, you know, dripping blood and whatnot. Because you know, usual effects will just freeze, in you know, not you know. Oh yeah, it was crazy. There, there's one scene on this in particular that it needs to look like gasoline was just thrown in. Um, you know, this wasn't my department, but they ended up just, they're, they're like, you know, we're just going to move quick and we're, we're literally just going to use water and we'll just light it. And, you know, there ended up being this bucket of water on set that I wouldn't, I want to say it wasn't even five minutes and there was like a layer of ice on the top of this thing. So, I mean, water, understandably, it's going to freeze really quick, but everything on there was like turning to slushy. It was crazy. We were so cold. Everything looked great, but man, we froze our butts off. So (laughs) I'm sure that that was props to that guy because, man, that's an adventure for sure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, something came to mind. I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. But, you know, we're talking about like being buried alive and and with the bells on uh, the toes. Um, Did you ever see uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe? I did, and I actually really like that movie. Yeah, it's it's actually it one of my weird, favorites. It was in a weird time because I feel like there were a lot of movies coming out. Like, it sucks because I joke around and I say, you know, people are like, "Oh, did you see this or did you see that?" And I'm like, "Listen, I just work here. Like, <laughs> like I, as much as I would love to say that I've seen every single thing that comes out, like between doing my own stuff, doing mom stuff, and." You know, I'm like, man, like, I feel like, I feel like I'm a shitty horror fan. Like, I want to watch more movies and I don't get a chance. And then there were a couple during that that I tried to, like, sit down and watch. And I was like, uh, am I, am I old? Like, what's going on that I'm just, like, not into this? This is kind of like, eh. But 
that was one of the movies that I sat and I was like, I actually really enjoy this. Like, I was into it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's... And maybe the bells helped because I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought that was kind of a cool touch to, you know, add to um, the the mortician's view of, you know, what, what they see, you know, rather than like, you know, like, I, I I know nothing about like mortician stuff, so it was interesting to see like maybe some of these things that actually were something that you know morticians did did pass on to you know future. Yeah, and, and that was you know, definitely morticians. a little more old school of a thing, but I think that's why I liked that they added it in because they were like, oh, well, this is a cool thing that used to happen in mortuary environments. Let's let's throw this in there, and it definitely adds that little bell ring is so haunting. Like, yes. I'm telling you that same sound, it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes it makes me giggle. But if I hear that ring in my house, it scares the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, like why am like, I doing uh, this to myself? <laughs> it's like, is there a dead body around or what? <laughs> Who's crawling out of my casket? My God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up earlier. And uh, I don't know. We just, we just kept talking about stuff. It's all good. We went, we went somewhere else. It's fine. Yeah. That's buried alive <laughs> no now i'm gonna have terrible dreams about that thank you oh i'm sorry <laughs> paralysis will be the first time it ever happens in my life it'll be tonight after talking about that oh well, i'm glad i could help i'll make sure i thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> um i'm trying to think like around like that time there's actually like quite a quite a few good movies um like house of the devil directed by ty west was another really good one um, and I don't know if you've seen that one, but um, it really has like an 80s, like early 80s throwback, like just feel to the film and all the way down to even the editing. Like it really almost looks like you're watching a film made in the early 80s, but it was actually made in like 2009. See, I love that. And I love it and I kind of loathe it too, because now I don't know, like there's certain things that are remade you know, or in talks about being remade. Like I love killer clowns from outer space. It was so corny and stupid and great and brilliant and everything in one. It was just awesome. And I'm like, are we really going to remake that? Is that really going to be remade? Cause I've, I've heard that and I'm scared. Well, <laughs> it's my soul. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know there's so many cool things you can do, but at the same time, like why mess with perfection? Why do we do that? But the fact that people can like, honor that and kind of go the opposite way and it has the correct feel that to me is like really freaking cool right like if anything just make like a sequel like why do we need to see the same movie get remade right i mean if we're if you're talking about something and it gets enough attention people tend to go back to the original anyway because they want to know like the roots of where things come from so do you really have to i don't know yeah i mean i would love to see another killer clowns film but i mean i don't think it necessarily has to be a remake um but i don't know can we we just advance it like somebody is frozen and they wake up 30 years in the future (laughs) someone was stuck in the ice cream uh cooler see that's what i mean there's so much potential there (laughs) i think we can build something cool like You know, the, the, the body was supposed to be stored somewhere else in Arizona, and instead it ends up in, like, some ice cream factory, and that's that's what happens. That's how it wakes up. 
right, right. taken over by space aliens. Perfect. I think you need to write the next script for the Killer Clowns film. Oh, man, I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, uh, message uh, John Vasari. I'm friends with him. I've had him on the show before. He uh, did the music for Killer Clowns. All right, great. And, and, Tell him we got a thing. <laughs> right. Again, we got we got the script idea. You pass it on to the Chiodo brothers. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, it would be awesome to see at least like I don't know a newer one, but not necessarily like scene for scene remade. Right, right. That's where I'm at too. Like, I can definitely appreciate you know wanting to to carry certain things on or wanting to tell a story through someone else's vision but i'm like man don't please don't try to replicate just just do your own thing just do your own thing it's cool right (laughs) did you uh, get a chance to see the new texas chainsaw massacre film no i didn't and i'm trying to like i don't spend a lot of time on social media and it's been one of those things that obviously in the circle of people that i'm in they're gonna talk about it so i'm like oh just scroll past just scroll past because some people are like oh i love it it's great and other people say how much they hate it and again I don't have a lot of time to sit and actually dedicate to watching movies, which sucks so bad. I wish I did. Um, but I'm like, I'm so on the fence. I'm like, should I block this out? Should I block this out? And should I watch this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, I won't spoil it. But. All right, don't. Because I'm, <sighs> I don't know what to do. That story, like, why? I don't, why? Why do we have to? I don't know. It's it's getting to the point of like there's so the Jason many. films, you know, there's yes, so many. That's what I'm saying there's so many. And it's it's one of those things like if you look at all those franchises, usually like in my opinion, the first one's always the best. Like, you know, nothing can really touch the original Texas Chainsaw, um, the original Halloween and even the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Like to me those are all just perfect films so if i had to recommend yeah it's the same that's how i feel too i'm like i'm really weird about going into things that are i don't know that are re-envisioned i guess i don't know yeah i'm saying i know i don't know a lot on this one because i really don't it just blows my mind as much as i can appreciate it like eh. it's not my thing i guess for sure um I guess I want to uh, bring up one of your upcoming films, um, Shark Exorcist 2, directed by Donald Farmer. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) What what was your experience like working on that film? So I actually didn't get to work on that for like an extended period of time. It was pretty quick. Um, But one of my friends, Newt Wallen, has... um, has I guess some writing and whatnot in on that project and he was like hey listen um I talked to Donald and he really wants to get you on this project and I was like dude let's do it that sounds like so much fun so I'm not I guess I'm not allowed to spoil her too much but basically she's like this um socialite type of girl who has to do some community service um for something that she did wrong and she's got to talk about the beaches and how amazing they are she clearly does not want to be there. Uh, it's it was a good time. I'll leave it at that. We had a blast. For sure. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm like this. I kind of not not gonna be her in real life, but um, she's fun for sure. Awesome. Yeah. A uh, 
I, I can't wait to see that one. And I hope there's like a lot more shark teeth in this one. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And uh, I thought it was cool that uh, Lloyd Kaufman's one of the producers on that film. Lloyd's such a sweet pea. Good old Uncle Lloyd. Good old Uncle Lloyd helping out <laughs> Donald Farmer. It's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that one's supposed to be set to release in 2023. I think, yeah. From, yeah, from what I've heard. Um, so, yeah, that one should be awesome. I guess uh, moving on to another question. Um, if, if you could work with anyone within the horror genre, who would you want to work with and, and why? So here's another tough question that I'm going to like have a million people for. Um, so there's a ton of directors that I'd want to work with. Um, uh, Anna Biller, who I already talked about. Mary Hannah would be cool. Um, Karen Kuzman, who did Jennifer's body. Or Kuzman, what? Oh, I just made, made her last name up. <laughs> Sama, who did Jennifer's body. She's super cool. Sam Raimi. Yeah, Eli Roth, Guillermo del Toro, as far as directors, who else? Um, as far as friends, uh, my friend Catherine, who I spoke with you about earlier, um, Corcoran, who was in Terrifier, and David, actually, who was in Terrifier as well, too, because we we're like little best buddies and <laughs> I really appreciate them. And I would love to do a project with my friends. Um, somebody else I wanted to work with that was in horror genre, um, that does more comedy now, uh, was Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy was in scream and he and I actually did this movie, um, crabs in a bucket that was changed to the title last call. So I had a really fun role on that. And I did, Jack of all trades again, uh, makeup effects. And I acted on that film, but we had such a great time. So he was definitely on my list of people that I wanted to work with and I absolutely adore him. So that's oh, cool. If we cool. could, if David and Catherine and I could do a project, that would be, that would make my heart very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David's awesome. Uh, I've, I've had him on the show before actually too. So that's kind of cool. Wow. Uh, come full circle with things. Right? Uh, yeah, and then he's actually going to be at uh, Midwest Monster Fest, which is, uh, to me, like a local horror convention uh, this September. Nice. So hopefully I'll have a chance to meet him and like, hey, remember the time you were on my podcast? And be like, uh, <laughs> which one? Because <laughs> I know the guy's all over the place doing podcasts and, and oh, yeah, you know, exactly. working on films and stuff. Nonstop. <laughs> He's a good guy. I like him a lot. And we tell lots of really punny jokes all the time. So send some good puns his way. He'll appreciate them. For sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to come up with some. I think I have have uh, several months to try to think well, of a couple. That's good. So now you can, you can plan ahead. Right. Be actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, do, you, do you have a favorite type of subgenre of horror films? I do. And definitely, um, I obviously like horror comedies because I'm so completely entertained then that like, that's everything for me. <laughs> um, <Nice. laughs> and I, I do like slashers too. I, I'm like, I'm like a sucker for a good slasher film. I really am. And there's something like that, you know, that whole like 
sexy, gory. Uh, it just does it for me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, so do you like, uh, like kind of like the later slashers, like the Scream? I know what you did last summer's, or do you like like the older, the older slashers? I don't know. It's a toss up. I think it depends what kind of mood I'm in. I'm kind of like. I'd like some of the newer. I just, I guess because, I mean, I was still, it's still like teenage years-ish for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like a fun, it's fun, reminiscent kind of time. But you can't beat some of the old slashers either. And because it goes back to practical effects, which speaks to my soul. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, yeah. I mean, and there's, there's so many slashers. It's awesome. Like, uh, oh, it's great. Like I think, like the Prowler, and uh, a Tom Savini effects uh, film is is underrated. I think it's a really good one. Um, wow, yeah, there's so many good ones. Um, there's like a ton. I think even even when you get into watching some that aren't so great, you're still kind of like, these are still great. <laughs> you know, right. like, there's still something that you can appreciate. It's like, oh, the, the dialogue might be boring, but, oh, man, that, that kill was amazing. Like, that insane. really made up for the rest <laughs> of the film. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, uh, do you have, like, any favorite horror films? Because I know, like, asking, like, what's your favorite horror film? I know that's a hard question. No, so. I, I don't have one specifically. Like, if we were talking about, like, you know me as a kid it would have been lady in white or you know if i was if i was feeling corny it wasn't a horror movie but people still lump it into horror i loved casper and i think it's because i like the old school cartoons too Mm -hmm. uh that was a little spooky as a kid but definitely i love trick-or-treat killer clowns from outer space which we talked about evil dead 13 ghosts house on haunted hill um sadly i know the remake and i'm gonna get some guff for that but famka jensen like come on you can't, you can't not love her. So, yes. Which, which uh, one was that? Um, House on Haunted Hill. Oh, oh yeah, that is a good one. I did like yeah. that one. The ending is, I don't know, but I love Famke Jensen, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I like to saw movies. I like. I live in Pennsylvania, so naturally I'm drawn to Silent Hill because Centralia wasn't super far away. Um, I like Poltergeist as a kid. Um, Shaun of the Dead is funny. I like Night of the Living Dead, which scared the shit out of me and my cousins as kids. <laughs> we came up with some weird song. Like, <laughs> I remember we were on the beach and we were singing this, like, Night of the Living Dead song. And it was so corny. And for whatever reason, it freaked my cousin out so bad. And I got in trouble. Like, I was like, you're not allowed to watch those with your cousin anymore. He's having bad dreams. I'm like, I didn't even do anything. We sang a stupid song. (laughs) (laughs) So I got in trouble for that. Um, I love um, Neon Demon was super cool. Uh, Warm Bodies. Just kidding. It's not really horror, but it's it's funny and corny. Um, (laughs) I don't know. There's so many. Like... I like the message behind Jennifer's body, which has made a huge reinsurgence again now. It's, like, super popular. Um, yeah, that's a great one. Scream was cool. Man, there's so many. Yeah. I We'll be here for hours. I don't right. know. <laughs> that's, that's why the horror genre is, like, the greatest genre ever, just because there's so many great horror films. and. Well, and it's know. so cool to see people... I feel like horror does because it is the extremes like horror and comedy like you don't 
are you really any more passionate about anything? Do you know what I mean? Than in those moments of like extreme joy or like extreme terror. Like, so I feel some of the best performances from actors, um, you know, and directors and everyone involved kind of comes out because they are so passionate about what they're doing, you know, and like you really get to break out of your shell. Um, and some people, I, you know, everyone's different with their, their methods or what they do or, um, you know, how they perform it. I know for me personally, like when I got into acting, um, you know, like it was fun to do other stuff, but in the same right, maybe I'm one of those people that kind of like suppresses trauma. <laughs> like, so I think when, um, when I'm able to do horror projects, like I am really able to kind of get into like a weird deep headspace. So it's almost like therapeutic for me, if that makes any sense. Like if I have to run, like I end up giving myself a panic attack, <laughs> but I feel so great afterwards because it's like whatever was going on, I've kind of worked my way through. I don't know. So it's a, it's a kind of cool experience on a lot of different levels. And I just really appreciate, um, how resourceful people have to be in this field too, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting, Inter interesting, uh, ideology, like, you know, working with, uh, through the horror genre. It's interesting. Uh, so like, I mean, I know, I know we pretty much just talked about like a lot of horror films, but like, do you have like some to recommend to people to check out that like you have to see this film like you know, i can't that i'm not gonna do and the reason okay. why i'm not gonna do that is because i feel like if i just point someone in a direction um it's it's tough for me to just say like without like a personal exchange of what somebody's likes or interests are you know i'm I'm kind of weird like that. Like, I don't want to just, uh, I mean, if I'm going to like plug a friend's project or something, you know, definitely anything that I said on those lists of, of things that we just talked about, I would a hundred percent recommend. Um, but my, my biggest way for anybody to connect with any of this stuff, I feel like getting up and going to a horror convention is like probably the coolest way that you could come in touch with any of this because there's so many projects that I don't know about that you don't even know about that are like these amazingly talented creative people um you know that put out independent projects like if you go and look some of the best some of the best projects that we've ever seen are probably independent projects you know so yeah. and granted I mean some of them are <laughs> too but you work with what you got um right. But I feel like rather than pointing someone in the direction of like going to watch this specifically, like go to a horror convention and like talk to people and watch these teasers and see like what's out there, what people are putting out and kind of see like what your little niche is, you know, because like right. I feel like that's a really good way to connect with stuff that it's going to be a more meaningful film to you. Like other, you know, there's all obviously stuff that's just like, oh, this is cool shit. But I feel like if you want to like actually invest time in something that's a great way to do it plus you're supporting people that really really could use and appreciate the support right yeah and that's that's uh that's awesome that you mentioned horror conventions because you know they they do do a lot of like film festivals within horror conventions so you know what what better way to support indie filmmakers by 
checking out their films at the you know at the at the film festivals and you know you might even make a difference as far as like you know saying hey man like that film is awesome and just being able to communicate with the directors or actors that are in those films because most of the time they they do show up to the conventions so oh yeah the experience is definitely different that way i mean you you get to connect with people and with these projects on a different level because of that you know so it's I think I think that's a great I think that's a great idea and I feel like there's a lot of these projects too that um there are some more well-known actors and and whatnot that are that are there and that are parts and it kind of puts you down like a wormhole as far as you know what all is out there what all is available so it kind of kind of spins off into its own little direction you get to see like all types of stuff that way you know for sure for sure if that made any sense i kind of like i just trying to think how to explain that no yeah that makes sense yeah yeah basically the listener you need to go to a horror convention and uh experience the horror convention because there's way more to just you know going up to people and getting autographs or pictures taken with you know famous actors or you know what have you like there's there's way more that goes on there and you know you can talk to people that sell even just merchandise You're like oh man that's awesome like there's a you know like there's one i see like a bell lugosi statue like like in like a, a picture frame but like half his face is sticking out so it's almost like like a window bust in a way towards like he's like looking out a window and it's just like wow like where are you gonna find this type of stuff like you, you just don't know what you're gonna find and that that's part of like what i think is really cool about going to conventions as well yeah it's like a treasure hunt <laughs> yeah. definitely, you definitely find out some cool stuff that way yeah yeah and and you make new friends too i've, I've met so many people at conventions that are like now my friends i would consider friends and you know even that's like something money can't buy you know finding people that have um similar common interests and you know you can actually hold a conversation with right and i've had like a lot of different types of uh, conversations a lot of different types of conventions and um i would say that out of anything that I've had to do an, an appearance at or whatnot or signing, like I enjoy the horror conventions more than any of the others per se. I mean, like it, it parallels like a tattoo convention and whatnot in a way, but um, you know, like, I don't know. I've just, I've really have met like the coolest, kindest, nicest people. Um, the most interesting for sure. Like the most fun people at horror conventions. So that's like, and then you know like you get to go and watch all of this stuff and you get to talk about it and it's a good time i really appreciate it yeah yeah for sure um so i guess like one of my last questions for you uh you know what's next for fallon marissa oh man um what is it next so there's a (laughs) lot going on um there, I'm in talks with uh, Josh Petrino, who is doing this film Devil's Tree um, that's getting a lot of buzz right now because Jonathan Davis from Korn um, is attached to the project. 
So I'm not allowed to say a whole lot about that yet. Um, but we have, we definitely have some stuff going on. Um, back to, um, our little shark project. Um, <laughs> so shark exorcist two, my friend, uh, Newt Wallen that I told you about, um, did some writing on that project. He is actually doing some other projects um, with the company Schlock and All Films. Um, we have a ton of fun projects coming up for that. So I think we're going to start Satan's Slumber Party, which is mm. going to be awesome. That'll be a good time. Um, and it looks like after years, kind of what started it all, the cursed film um, that I did with Brandon Brooks, uh, it looks like we're going to be able to salvage some of that and um, there's a distributor that really really is excited about it so I think we're going to get to finish a project that we literally started years and years and years ago so I'm really 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 happy about that that makes my soul smile oh, wow <laughs> there's a lot it's going to be a busy it's going to be a busy year for sure <laughs> for sure is is that film you're talking about is that kind of like the one that would intertwine like sickness and ill yes okay very so cool that's that's going to be exciting i'm very happy about that awesome and i think it's great for brandon too because he's such a sweet potato he's such a good guy and it's been um it's been kind of a roller coaster with that and i know it's been frustrating it's been frustrating for me too like we just you know, nobody wants to start something and not finish it. So, right. Let's, do it. Let's get it done now. It's time. Right, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I, I hope you guys have great success on on getting that film finished. Thanks. And we're um, we're talking about doing some. Um, man, I don't know if I'm allowed to spoil this or not. I guess it's not too much of a spoiler, but we're looking at doing actually a horror film at some of these conventions so just leave it at that so it, okay. it does come full circle but <laughs> nice there's, there's some stuff in the works there too which is going to be definitely a, a really good time for sure that's awesome um like uh, a local film that uh was made like around i live in like the quad cities area which is like the border of iowa and illinois and a couple of my buddies uh made a horror film called spring fever and it took them seven years to finally finish it and then you know we we now have the finished project and uh it's it's one of the last uh films by robert zadar who played maniac cop and he has a couple scenes in the film and um it, it was really cool to be like i was a zombie in one of the, in one of the scenes so it was cool to say like oh i'm in a movie with robert zadar that's awesome um and then being a i was like an associate producer on that one and just kind of helping you know spread the news about spring fever it's a it's like a comedy zombie action like with ninjas involved in it too okay, like yeah, it's <laughs> yeah it's in that's in awesome. puppets there's puppets in it too it's like i mean it's Oh man, this sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a good old time. Uh, so, and I I think that film's available. I'll have to uh, contact Izzy, one of the directors, and see if he's actually got 
copies of of that film still that because I know he's having a hard time with like distributing it and whatnot but it's I mean it's it's a fun film I think people would like it uh, it's not like I mean it's a cheesy horror film but like it's well made I think but look at how many cheesy horror films there are and they're like the great the greatest thing out there that's what I mean that comedy horror genre like yeah <laughs> so refreshing <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. I I like the the cheesy horror films that usually Look, people hate. Ninjas and puppets. Okay, I'm already. I'm <laughs> right, right. I'll have to see what I can do. I'll, maybe I'll try to send you a copy. Yeah. I'll make time <laughs> for that. See. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, so I guess uh, is is there anything else that you'd like to let the fans know, or is there anything that that you'd like to plug in? Man, it's so tough. I guess so. Like a lot of people, um, I don't know. It was really, it's really weird with social media as far as like some things like that they'll let you post and won't post. And um, with special effects and whatnot, a lot of times they like to kind of flag what you put up. So it's hard to share art. It's hard to share behind the scenes. Like Twitter is fine, um, which I'm guilty of not using as much. But I did. Like a lot of people, especially when everything was in lockdown, I started an OnlyFans page that I was really surprised because I was on the fence. Like, listen, I support everybody and what they do, but I was like, is this like, is this all like adult content? Or I wasn't really sure what I was getting into on that platform. Um, but it's not. It's got like everything you could think of. And it's been really cool because I've been able to actually connect with people on there and like, network with people on there and share more things like yeah okay i'll post some like sassy content but not <laughs> not <laughs> not too over the top i guess sorry to disappoint but um yeah. you know like i think that's that's been kind of cool and it sounds kind of weird but um i've been talking to some people about doing a, a horror project specifically on only fans because there really isn't anything like that right now so we might we might attempt that and <laughs> that's going to oh. be interesting but it'll be fun. What the heck? Why not? Um, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. And, um, you know, as far as conventions coming up, I know I'm supposed to be popping into um, the AC Horror Convention. I think I'm going to be at Monster Mania. I just wasn't sure what my filming schedule was, was going to be like, so I didn't want to commit fully to anything. Um, and I will be at the... Um, Elmira Tattoo Convention for Skin Art Magazine, which is Halloween weekend. Oh, wow. So I'm super excited about that. They, I did um, one of their biggest selling covers ever for Skin Art was my Halloween issue. So naturally they were like, hey, hey, spooky girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, do you want to come be a part of this, this convention since it's Halloween weekend? And I said, heck yeah, let's do it. So that's, that's very it. awesome. I'm really excited about that one. It's almost like you're, you're coming full circle with that one, too. Yeah, right? It all ties together. Everything's a circle. As long as we don't get frozen and stuck, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, that... I'm like, it's the back of my mind now. Thank you. I'm like terrified. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maybe I'll write a project about that, too. Th this is a horror podcast, so I'm hoping to distill some sort of horror in people. <laughs> 
Well, Fallon, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I really appreciate you taking time to coming on here and talking about the horror genre. Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And our fun little banter. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that about wraps up the episode. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much, Fallon, for coming to the show. I really appreciate you coming on and taking time to talk about the horror genre and the work that you do within the horror genre. So thank you again. Um, so earlier in the episode, I talked about, uh, I was going to, you know, explain a little bit about uh, my absence and stuff like that. Um, had some things come up uh, that are rather personal. So I don't really want to get like too much into it, but uh, I'm also uh, in the process of trying to buy a house. So we're going to be moving again and it's just a big process. So I've been kind of dedicating a lot of my time to that and my family. Um, So that's kind of, you know, a big part as to why I've been absent this past month and also within the next month or two will be kind of the same thing so my episodes are going to be a little scarce i think than uh that they've been in the past i'm still going to at least put up one episode a month i'm going to hope to maybe do like two a month uh until you know everything's all situated and uh you know to where i'm able to actually focus and put up more content more frequently like i have done in the past so uh just giving you guys like a heads up of what's going on and what's you know still gonna happen and kind of a look at the future um so you know if you do want to you know still become uh, a supporter or you know a current supporter of the show um you're more than welcome to do so but just want to kind of warn you that you know i might not be putting up as much as as you want me to and you know for the people that do want to hear a lot more um just you know i'm very sorry about that uh it's just you know i guess a part of life and um you know this isn't a forever thing you know i'm still going to be doing the podcast just you know not as much as 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 i would like to um but it's it's all for to better my future in a way i guess you know like everything's uh you know going in the right direction at least and you know once i get you know possibly like my own office and everything like everything's situated um everything should run a lot smoother hopefully so that's kind of the idea um and you know like some of the guests that i've announced uh previously for in february for winter horror month um the, those ladies are still going to be on the show it's just uh you know kind of like what i said in that last bonus episode everything's going to kind of get pushed back a little bit so uh don't like be disappointed or discouraged like you know i'm still gonna have the guests on that i've announced already that's not gonna change it's just the timing is undetermined uh undetermined i don't know when uh (laughs) those are gonna exactly air i don't wanna uh curse myself or put myself on the spot uh but i'll i'll announce those once I know for sure, like, you know, once they're already recorded and ready to go, will probably be when I'll make more announcements like that. I want to try to get away from uh, announcing things before, 
they're even done i don't want to like curse myself yeah like like i said like don't want to uh jinx myself that's the word um so so yeah that's uh pretty much uh what's been going on what's happening uh i think i'm gonna do a bonus episode sometime soon um and talk about a couple indie films that we've watched recently um and and that'll be a for sure thing too i'm not just gonna (laughs) mention that and then not do it uh that will happen but again i'm not gonna say like an exact time on when it's gonna release because i don't know but it will be coming um so yeah uh plenty more things to come in the future here so uh just uh you know listen to the back catalog if you haven't listened to a lot of the show um you know there's some great interviews that that i've done in the past so definitely some good content to catch up on until you know i'm back full force so uh with that said if you want to follow me on social media and uh all that fun stuff uh i'm on facebook and instagram at rude horror podcast we're also on twitter at rude horror pod and also uh we got a website www.rudehorrorpodcast.com you can check out little interviews uh, uh you know list of the guests that i've had in the past um just you know other other content is is on there um the store i mean you know just go explore the the website if you'd like or uh you can also go to www.linktree.com forward slash root horror podcast and that gives you links to the youtube channel and uh many more so go check it out thank you all for listening and uh stay tuned for the next one
You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.